fuck one beer, man. Fuck That's, one beer, can't man. Do it, man. It's, it's not real. It's always just one beer. <laughs> it, it is. Oh, you're my dog. You know that? You're my fucking beer. Baby I fucking you. love you, Daddy's got you. I fucking love you. Fuck one beer. Fuck one beer. Yeah, dude, man. It's, not oh, real. it's always just one beer. It, it is. One beer. One beer. One beer. Ah. Man, it's not real for us. No, it's not. The real you're word like really talking truth, man. Yeah. I fucking see you turning me on. You're turning me on a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hey guys. Welcome back. Episode six. Uh, we have a special guest today, the councilman. Councilman, councilman. is in the house. Hello. We drug our lawyer in and uh, we're going to shit talk him for like one hour and five minutes. 100%. I'm just, I'm really proud that we actually have a fucking lawyer. <laughs> that was like probably the most responsible call we could have made. He looks so disappointed. Yeah, he's a little upset. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these are my clients. <laughs> Did we give him a fucking retainer I don't yet? think we even <laughs> <did> him <yet>. <laughs> 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 The client, possible. client privileges are not a thing. Yeah, no. There's not yet. A, no. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, welcome on. You are officially our first guest, like in person. Yeah. We've had uh, Honored. Kevin's mother and sister on through the telephone yeah. briefly to mm-hmm. just fact check oh. a couple items. And <laughs> it was pretty good. It was really good. So <clears throat> we're uh, we're happy to have you here. And uh and I think Happy it's pretty cool to have somebody here in, in uh, the first person. I think it's very to. fitting that our lawyer is the first guest. Yeah, I think it's good to show up here and kind of set the groundwork a bit for you. I mean, I've I've been honored with a, a particular episode that I don't think will make the air for pretty good reason. And <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't exist. Anymore. Which, which okay. one? All right. Anyway, councilman's in the house. Right. Uh, what do we want to dive into first, councilman? Uh, let's go with a little bit of, of history with the councilman. So I've known the councilman for, fuck, what is it? Like, got to be 10, 15 years, more? I, I reflected on this because it was on our wonderful uh, vision board. You said prehistory on Jay. Yeah. So we discovered much later that we actually first talked over MySpace Back in oh, 2005 or 2006. Holy fuck. MySpace. Yeah. MySpace. Yeah. See, it, we'll, we'll preface this a little bit with uh, me, me and the councilman. councilman have a, the a, councilman and I. The, oh, I love when you do that. Yeah, well, you tighten it the fuck up. Motherfucker. Anyway, that's valid. Uh, the councilman and I, <clears throat> we have a, a musical history together. Mm-hmm. And, it, well, a musical present still and future mm-hmm. because we are con- contractually obligated <laughs> yeah. to keep making albums for that's the okay. foreseeable future. That's okay. No. What, uh, what band was it? Uh, Gamora. So, oh, sick. Yeah, uh, me and the councilman. Uh, the councilman and I. The councilman and I Thank are you. the two members of Gamora that are Gamora. Yeah. And then the rest are a rotating door of human beings that right. come in. What did, what was your role in the band? Play guitar and bass. Sick, deadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you get thrashy on stage? Back in the day, I did. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah. yeah staged I mean, in a long time. Jay, yeah. uh, when you filmed music video, I know we're kind of going off topic, but when you filmed your music video for Nine Crowns. Yeah. And- you're like, I am so fucking sore oh, from, trying to, from trying to rock and roll at 40. Dude, it was hard. That's a real thing. That was also the first time I rocked and or rolled since like we Gamora <laughs> rock and rolled. Wow. And Gamora was like, it's like way harder to it's rock heavy. and roll. It will fuck your- We figured out that when we were, I can't remember which album we were working on. And you were looking back to some of the old stuff that you'd done, some old music. And you're like, oh, I found my old MySpace page. Like, yeah. check it out. And he sent it to me and I said, holy fuck, man. I remember this MySpace page. Like, I'm pretty sure we messaged you looking for a vocalist or a guitarist or something oh, like that possible. way back in the day. Networking on MySpace, man. Yeah, that's time. I forgot MySpace was the thing, but man, like MySpace in its day was a fucking thing, bro. Yeah. Oh man, you could post clips, you could post videos. I mean, yeah. it was- It's where you got your music heard yeah. back mm-hmm. then. It was sure. like having a Spotify or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely, totally. Yeah. totally. Totally. And- um, but we formally met in person. I have had to reflect back on this in 2012. So over 10 years ago at Smooth D's place. That's yeah, also his when name I on this there? podcast. Yeah, Smooth yeah. D for sure. Yeah. Smooth D. And <laughs> we became friends. And then I invited you to join Gamora as the vocalist and lyricist in 2015. Holy fuck. Yeah. Almost 10 years of Gamora, hey? Man, for yeah. us getting close. Yeah. Wild. Wild for sure. Wild ride. Yeah. So yeah, um, known, known the heck the councilman for a while now and uh the council so <laughs> i think that can kind of segue us into like another little topic we could touch on here the councilman's seen jay mm. when jay was 10 years younger so yeah. you could imagine what that 10 times worse 10 years younger yeah exactly Sick. what was it like uh having to like practice and play on stage and live in a van with that guy <laughs> i actually appreciated the sentiment there was one of your episodes i'd listened to already that you made the point that you whenever you're at your worst you don't inflict it on other people 
Fair. Like you do, but not to the same degree as like some of the other degenerate friends that I've had in the past and how they really affect others. So I know you've been through bad times and had really rough moments for sure. I can't say with any kind of conviction that any of that's ever really affected me negatively. Hey. Wow. That yeah. was a lot better than I thought it was going <laughs> to yeah, go. Yeah, me too. So you're not, you're not the friend that's like, you remember that movie, uh, This is the End? Yeah, and Michael Sarah's like blowing cocaine in some guy's face. Oh, yeah. So that's no, not your friend, right? Like or you're no, not like no. dribbling Jack in the guy's mouth on the we bus. We can we can potentially delete this if he's not comfortable with it. But I did feed the councilman cocaine in a bathroom. Yeah, he once. saved me once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is a doctor. <laughs> yeah, a doctor. No, he was, he was going the fuck down, yeah. and I and I brought him. I yeah, revived right, him man. with my doctor kit. It was that smooth D's going away party. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, at the sports bar place. Were you there, just like shit face drunk and you need a reset button? Yeah. Well, I so it was about the year and a half before was the last time I got blackout drunk. Mm. This kind of goes to the point that we're talking about, like his sober journey like that, because I understand you're going through right now. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about that. But like my own personal one, because you knew that uh, I went through a bunch of, um, yeah, I guess a sobriety or like very dialing things back in mm. a big way, because that's how I, that's what I had to do in order to get into law school and get my life together. Right. Absolutely. But um, the, uh, story back then, because it was that same summer as the Pepto-Bismol story that shall not be recorded. And yeah, the, the councilman was on a tear back then. Uh, was he? Yeah, and, and, and before but, before law school, the councilman was on. He's a bit of a well man. Yeah, so what was so your idiot. what was your shifting point? What was your ultimate load that said I need to smarten up? So that 2015, it was Canada Day, and I just got way <gasps> too drunk. Was it actual Canada Day, like yeah. July 1st? <laughs> so you got the fucking date right? Yeah, my my law day. School. I didn't. Did, Decided to turn my life around was I thought it was Canada Day, but it was the day before Canada Day. That's how oh, fucked up I was. Wow. We like that. This is the full yeah. circle stuff. Yeah. So, sorry to continue. No, it, there's not a whole lot to say. I just drank way too much and I blacked out. Um, and I don't remember anything until uh, I woke up on my back in my parents' basement where I was living at the time. And all I remember was like it really hurt and everything was very blurry. And I then I by some luck rolled over. I was still very, very drunk. And then a bunch of vomit poured off of my face. I, I had puked oh. in my sleep and it had, I was on my back and it had gone up my nostrils over my eyes, like into my eye sockets. Oh, you got and lucky. I, you got lucky I, yeah. Man. And just by, and I was so drunk still. And I remember rolling over and it poured all over my bed and there was just tons of it. Right. And, and that just scared the shit out of me. I was like, yeah, holy fuck, man. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then, um, I, the story was though, like I woke up and I had Snapchat at the time and I saw all these snaps of me oh. like passed out in public. My friends were sending me and, sucks. but like the thing was, the reality was there's still people like looking after me, buddies, girlfriends, like just trying to feed me water. Uh, one of my friends like arguing with the police who's trying to take me and put me in the drunk tank. Mm -hmm. He says, no, no, you're not taking him. He's with us until mm -hmm. they got somebody to drive me home. Sorry to just get all heavy with it, but oh, I guess no, like no, this, is just point, this is just what happened. Driving home. Yeah. And the experience from there was that I was just so embarrassed. I was like, fuck, that's humiliating as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just like dry heaving on a sidewalk somewhere laid out. Like whenever I black out, I, I always hear people have stories. They're like, I don't remember. I just, apparently I was having a great time. No, every time I blacked out, I've been out like it's on the ground time. puking. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying. Like, Wait, I'm are sick. you like, are you instant blackout or you, can you feel it coming? Or well, is it just it. like, I do feel it coming. And this gets back to the story of smoothies going away party. We were at that bar and I was just getting after it. I hold a whole bunch of tip money and cash. So I'm just getting drinks, drinks, drinks. And then I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to black out. Yeah. But I was terrified. And at that time when I was puked out on the ground, a guy tried to come over and feed me blow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and one of my friends was like, bro, no, 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 he doesn't do that shit. And then the guy's like, okay, okay. And I told my friend after that, I was like, you have my permission to feed me Coke <laughs> if I'm about to black out again. Friend group. Like, uh, I, that's exactly right. So and you signed over your uh, power of attorney. So you signed my, over my, power of attorney. Dark cocaine use. I never thought about that. That is fucking amazing. so funny because that's pretty much exactly what it is. They're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, but then we were at this going away party. Jay was there and then... From there, I just went up to him. We were we were all having a good time. There was probably a couple dozen people there. There was a lot of people. A lot yeah, of people. It, was a, it, was a, it was a really fun night. Actually. It was fun. Yeah. And and then I just went up to Jeff and said, "You need to help me." And I just and he I didn't Not say all anything. Wear capes, I didn't say anything else. I just oh, gave yeah. him fucking cocaine fairy. Good job. 
I gave him all the cash that I had. You I, had, okay, so you couldn't have been that bad if you knew that you needed cocaine and you needed to pay the cocaine man. I, yeah, but I, I, it's kind of like your body's metabolizing alcohol. It's already in you. So I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm, I'm like petering out, right? So like you just another, took a handful of cash and, and threw it at that's Dr. Exactly, Dr. Like, he J. He didn't like go to a bank machine no. and like pull out a certain amount. No. He literally <laughs> put his hand in his pocket and was like, threw it at me and was like, help. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could barely and talk. I know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> the boys and, and, and it was like not even five minutes later, and he's like, "Let's go to the bathroom." All right, we're good. Hard reset, reset. Yeah. and then you come out. West Side Boys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then the rest of the night was a good night. And yeah. uh, but please don't do drugs out there. there really yeah, the drugs do not drugs. save yeah. you. It's not restart yeah. button. Or oh no! Or- and uh, but yeah, he just kind of gave me like the full. I was his Padawan. He was the Jedi Master. He's like, okay, so for the rest of the night, you're gonna think that you're perfectly cool, and you nobody knows, and everyone knows. Everyone, just get over that. Everyone knows when you're on it. the dinger. And, and then he said, and also if you try and drink or eat anything, it's gonna taste like shit for the rest of the night. And, fucking good friend. And uh, yeah, let's, and that was it. Have you done it since? Well, that's just it. I haven't. No, but he's only fuck? ever done it once in his life. He's a big drugs guy. That's fair. Um, Respectively. The, the, but then it was what? Like my, I was getting drunk and I, I called you that one night because here's the problem. Anytime I've gotten drunk like that, my brain's like, I need Coke. Yeah, no, that, that's see, it's a trigger uh, thing. It's, see, and I, I can promise you, and he can as well, mm-hmm. the more you do that, the less the amount of alcohol it takes for your brain to say, we need cocaine. Really? Now. Two sips. Yeah, wow. like like three beers, and you're like, mm, I'm going to call the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No kidding. It's, it's like uh, the slope. peanut butter and jelly of partying. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Wow. It's man. it's crazy, man. It's so, And it's a sad state because, like, remember back in the day when you used to get drunk and you used to go for like midnight munchies and shit like that? Yeah. You know? You just have a go over a good night, and then you get drunk and you start doing coke, and then you're sitting around a table with a bunch of dudes, yep. <laughs> telling fight stories. Not a lot of cool chicks out there. No, there's no. not. So, but yeah, I haven't done it since. And uh, good for you. Yeah, no, man. But I guess, uh, I guess, segueing into like the the sober journey, like that was probably me at my lowest. But it still took me years to like really clean up my act. Mm-hmm. Like I came back, it was 2018. And I broke up with a girl and then I immediately regretted it. I was like, oh, I fucked this up. And she wouldn't take me back because she has common sense. Sorry, I need to get closer <laughs> to the mic. And, uh, but then I, I went to Europe for a couple weeks. First time I'd been on like a real trip like that. I didn't have like nearly enough money to be doing a trip like that, but I did it. And I did it with a buddy of mine who was also in a real unhealthy spot. He'd broken up with his girlfriend. and We were two days into our trip and she sent him like, I'm taking everything. When you get home, there won't be any furniture in the place. Here's all of my legal arguments. Good luck. We were in Europe and we were just fucking getting after it every day, every night. That's the normal thing to do. Yeah. And that's coping. Yeah. When in doubt, drink it out. Yeah. yeah. And but then you go places like Paris and you go up to Brussels and then you go to Amsterdam and then yeah, then you make decisions that you're like, oh man. Yeah, well, that was just it. Like, you just go there and you're like, oh, I won't be that guy. And then you get to a point where you're so wasted. And you're past the point of no return, honestly, yeah. sometimes. You're like, ah, oh, my behavior's already shit. Yeah. That's, that's that impulsivity point. that just takes over. <clears throat> totally. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then the next day, you're eating little mini pancakes, just wondering if you're ever going to be loved again. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? That's real like, life. Do, oh, Are you bro. triggered by little pancakes now? I still have a photo of them. I haven't had any pancakes <laughs> in, had since then. I'll never eat those fucking pancakes ever again. Oh, it's just like, fuck, these are so good. I still have a photo I'm of them. So, yeah. That's all I think about. I carried in my fucking wall. I got a locket oh. around my neck. Don't even look at syrup, bro. I'm not kidding. I could probably pull it up. Anyways, so getting back to it, I came back from that trip and I was fucking wrecked. And then, uh, and I also to preface this, like I definitely like, overindulged in booze. That's probably the one that I overuse the most, but I can't, and to this point, you made that comment on an earlier one. You never had like a day where you wake up in the morning and you're like, I need a drink. No, 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 no. never. No. My hangovers are too bad to ever like even Mm -hmm. think about considering drinking the next morning. Like straight up in the morning? No, but brunch Caesars? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It depends on what the night before was like. Sure. Oh, if you know what I mean? Like, Because the brunch seasons have definitely led to afternoon drinks. Yes, mm. which lead to evening ones. And Absolutely. I mean, the, and, and the ball rolls on and the snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And that's valid. Yeah. But eventually that snowball becomes an avalanche. And then for a week after an avalanche, there is no drinking. Like, no, and I totally. And that's why I was always like, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just stupid and I make poor decisions. <laughs> 
because I, I don't like wet brain myself. I don't have to, I don't like drink before I go to work like at work yeah, or yeah, anything. You know what I mean? You're a social fun drinker and you're associated with going to have fun and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. And I just, right? and I just like, I like, and that's what I used to tell people too. It's like, I'm not addicted to liquor and drugs or, or like womanizing or anything like that. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm addicted to fun. Yep. And yeah. when I start having fun, I latch because I'm a latcher. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I'll just do whatever it takes to keep that fun going yeah. for as long as I can continue it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the dopamine you're chasing. Dopamine, dopamine guys. Man, we talk about yeah, that on the show yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. So chasers. I guess for me, it was always like habit forming stuff. Like the first time I got drunk, I was 11. And what? Yeah. And uh, then, but I didn't smoke weed until I was 14. I never was much of a weed guy. Like mm -hmm. it just didn't really get me going. Um, but I did huff when I was super young too. Like at first you're at a party with a bunch of kids. They have whippets. Well, I, what, I remember what this. The, what, that. what the fuck is huffing? Like huffing like solvents. Like fucking paint thinner? Where Back the fuck off. did you grow up? I don't yeah. think I've ever met someone that's huffed. Because um, you start with just like... Uh, the whipped cream dispenser. Yeah, whip whippets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's nitrous oxide. So right. you go totally numb for a minute or yeah. something and right. you, you breathe it in. You're like, oh, this isn't addictive or it's not mm -hmm. cigarettes. You make dumb decisions. But the thing is, it is, it's highly addictive because you're like, holy fuck, that feels rad. And you're a kid, you, you're young, your mm -hmm. frontal lobe isn't fully developed. Fuck, I don't think mine's at, developed at all. No. That's a result of these decisions. I'm not even sure I have a frontal lobe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the rump lobe. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, but I, I, and then I remember like my brother and I would get in fights and I'd get my ass kicked all the time. He never had, he was, he's a good guy. But um, I remember one time just getting punched like hard in the middle of my face and it hurt like fuck. And I just thought I can go do a whip and it won't feel any pain. <laughs> so then I, but then the problem was every time I got hurt, I would just think about like, oh, I need to yeah. just get fucked Auto up. Auto triggers. Yeah, you, you start, yeah, you start like forming those mm -hmm. kind of connections and yeah. synapses in your brain. That's totally. like the, triggers, uh, the uh, prequel to addictive personality. Big time. It is, yeah. But I, I recognize that and scared myself. So that's- Fair. Well, that's good. The yeah. last, I don't think a lot of people recognize that. And I think that's why a lot of people have the issues that mm -hmm. they have, yeah. Yeah. Like it, some people be like, yeah, that's like the bitch part of you. It's just like, well, maybe that bitch part of me saved me from a lot of yeah. really well, negative shit. I don't really shit. think it's a bitch part. I think that- uh, people that don't want to change say stupid shit like that. But mm -hmm. I think like, cause now we're heading in the path that we're heading mm -hmm. and I can hundred percent attest to the fact that like, it takes a lot more strength to not be a fucking moron yep. yeah. and do things that are stupid, you know, mm -hmm. than to fucking just give in and do the stupid shit. Well, yeah. Especially That's when you're surrounded by out. buddies who are yeah. all in that fucking yeah. mind frame, right? Which brings you who to are gonna getting rid of your fucking throwing out the dismissal go. cards, yeah. man. 100%. That's right, man. That's yeah. And so I, I never, did MDMA, never did ecstasy because I was always terrified. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, and then I knew I was like, oh, the come down from those is rough. And I always struggled with depression and anxiety. So I was like, oh, I need as much of that serotonin shit as I can get. Like, I'm not yeah, fucking around with this smart. system. Plus, you, you don't want the night terrors that come up. Oh, man. The girl is dead. She's a Stop, man. Dead. Fuck, I finally had a decent <laughs> sleep last night, dude. You get night terrors from them? I yeah, yeah, after I do MDMA. Really? Yeah. And it's bad. For days. Yeah. For days, man. Days. The last time Jay and I fell off the wagon, I can't remember. You you had the guy that was in your, or you you, had, you actually had a, you thought, thought someone was in, in your fucking bed. bed. Yeah, I was like awake and I was like, there's somebody laying beside me. And I was, I was like, there's not supposed to be anybody in here. Like, who the fuck is that? And it was for a while that I was like, what is happening? And then eventually I was like, I need to check this out. And then like I could see a head. And then so I put my hand where the head was and it went, and then it was just gone. And I was like, this isn't uh, fucking fun at all yeah. anymore. So don't do drugs. Wow, man. Yeah. No, anyway, but carry on, I still think the, the point of these stories isn't to glorify them at all, but it's just kind of to normalize it and be like, yeah, this is something that I went through. And a lot of people want to be like, unfortunately, I think, because um, I'm a millennial. And you're you're a millennial too, Jay. I mean, yeah, we're like the, we're, the, we're the opposite ends. We're right on the cusp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like yeah. we're right on the cusp of uh, Gen X and millennial. Yeah, yeah, and I'm on the cusp of millennial and Gen Z. Gen Z. But oh, the uh, it still shows though. Like there's there's something about the millennial generation and generations before that would write people off if they had these kinds of pasts. Fair. And I think that should be corrected because people Absolutely. can always turn things around. I, I think it's really important to give people the opportunity to be better. Yeah. And I mean, we've been talking a lot about writing people off lately and it's not because they have problems. No, We're writing people off right now because they're fucking trying to continued contributing yeah. to problems. Yeah, that's no, that's no you good. You know what I mean? They're yep. not supportive. They're, They're not enablers. Well, they I, are. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing like the selective friend group thing. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, writing people off because they have issues? No, not yeah, ideal. 100%. You know, like that guy's an addict. 
fucking mm-hmm. he's out. That's right. Yeah. Right. But then you, he has so many people kick him out, kick him out, kick him out. And now all you got left, left yeah. is the booze and the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And that's your friend group now. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's not a friend group. No, want. it's not. No. no. But like um, then from this whole experience growing up and then I, I don't know, booze was always just the thing that I probably got most involved in. And so I never really dabbled with other stuff. And uh, there, it was a lot of that was out of just knowing, oh, fuck, I'm going to like this too much or oh, this is going to get me going. Still never smoked a cigarette. Oh, never. I've smoked cigars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, but why, he's a, that's uh, why he's a lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. I don't fucking know. Those behavior patterns early um, corrected them and got his life together. Well, the, oh yeah, so the, I got back from that Europe trip, and I just went and got a self help book. And I, looking back now, I'm pretty confident that the book you get doesn't matter. The what matters is you're the horse that's ready to drink the water you've been dr- brought to. Oh, we damn! Like that, fucking right. That is the hundred percent. That is so fucking true. That's it's not huge. the source. Yes. It's the fact you took the step. Yeah. Absolutely, right? that which is the hardest thing. Yeah, nobody. You know, whether you're going to therapy, getting a book, yeah. talking to someone. Yes, yeah. admitting, admitting admit that shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 I, like huge. I, I couldn't even like look at myself in the mirror. I was just a fucking yeah. mess. And uh, but then all, all that book did is it helped me with some really basic ideas for getting like structure and routine. Mm-hmm. So I just started waking up at the same time yeah. every day. Like make I make your I, fucking bed. I was going to ask bed. you, did you make your bed every morning? Yeah. yeah. We're big make our bed guys. Yeah. yeah. It's big. <laughs> this, this house, those beds are squared the fuck off in the yeah. morning. Yeah. And uh, for, then the other thing is uh, like no sugar for breakfast. Like nothing wrong with carbs in, in my mind, but like just not having like a big bowl of fucking garbage food that's not going to be filling and it just gives like i don't know how much science is true behind this but all it did is it gave me structure it gave me routine so for me i was like i'm gonna have protein some eggs mm-hmm. that's gonna be my morning yeah that was just another thing yeah then this kind of just helped me work harder i made more money i felt more fulfilled but i was also able to structure in an hour every day that i was going to study for the lsat and that was my thing i just stuck to it and then i eventually got a good enough score and i got accepted into law school then it kind of this is i wanted to tie it in because you guys talked about this like need and seeking of validation from others mm-hmm. as like a unfortunate but very common pursuit yeah i can't remember how we tied that in but like my our need for validation whether it stemmed from our parents yeah. or you know from women mm-hmm. i mean we can turn anything into a, a bottle of, a, into a bottle of jack Yes, and, and I think that's the thing is that that need for validation exactly. is a fucking driving factor at all times. Yeah, and I th- I feel like a lot of the times uh, for myself personally, and I don't know if it's for uh, others as well, but it's the thing that prevents me from taking that step mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. just talked about because I can try to fill that hole with with women or drinking yeah. or uh, it's fast it's the easy way out, release. quick rush, exactly, one hundred percent easy way out, and to be able to end that stupid pursuit of nothingness shit mm. and take a proper first step into personal growth, that is the fucking key. Yeah. Which that. is the hardest fucking thing. It is. Totally. We recognize that you have a need for validation mm-hmm. and you need to, to fucking fulfill yourself yeah. before you worry about others. And that's it. And yeah. I didn't make that step. I, I was like, that's kind of the trap that you get into with, uh, with law school is that, society will always be like, wow, good for you. Cause mm-hmm. it is, it's a lot you got to do a lot of hoops. You got to jump through it's a lot it's of fucking huge, man. Yeah, you massive, know? Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, your parents are finally feeling like, oh, their son's got actually a chance to be somebody again. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What's that like? Cause my parents, I don't think I've ever had that before. <laughs> well, we should get fucking new was, parents. On. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like to be proud of your kids? <laughs> no, I shouldn't, shouldn't write my parents off that way, but it's uh no, man, it was then you, your pursuit, you're always like, Oh, how can I, Oh, this is the next thing I need to do. I need to be like the best law student. So that, that is a trap. Big time. Fair. Well, yeah, then you're, now you're constantly, you're moving that bar. Oh, and now you're in a talent pool of every other one of them. Wants is it, to uh, be is it pretty one. competitive Fuck when you're yeah. in law school? Oh, yeah. Are, oh, are, people, are people pretty cunty? Are I, people like cunty? Like, because I'm not, and I'm not stereotyping no, lawyers, but like no. I see lawyers and it's like a bunch of slick suit wearing, quick talking, smart motherfuckers that yeah. it would just sewer, sewer you in a each fucking other. second. Yeah, to, yeah. Get, to get in. It's not Big a time. team sport. That's right. And Fair. the problem is built into law school. In law school, you don't get grades based on your work. Your your grade is based off of how you compare against your peers. It's Ooh. all you're on a curve. So they're setting oh. you up to be ruthless. That's so it's right. competitive as fuck. Yeah. It's built in. It's a systemic wow. issue in law school. Yeah. Cuz most undergrad programs, your grade is based off of your performance and whether you met the requirements and the standards that those professors set for you. And um but in law school, there's like a B curve. So most people get a B. But if you want to get 
into an A, only the top 10%. There's a whole bunch of sewering bullshit that went on. People would lie to each other about what readings they needed to do for the class the next day so that <laughs> people would show up unprepared. That, that, what um, a lawyer thing to do. Um, back in the day when, uh, before the internet was the more common tool and resource for research, um, like there were stories that people would find the source for a assignment mm. that was given in a class and they'd rip the pages out of the book. Jesus. Like so, from the library? Yeah, from the library. Oh, so people would find the book, find the resource, and then they go, and then the actual necessary component of it is gone. So you couldn't cite. So then, yeah, they, 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 yeah, exactly. You'd be fucked. Wow. And it's terribly ruthless. I've never, never even heard of that before. Yeah. 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 They, is, there, is there other careers out there that you, I don't, that's not a thing. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't well, it's not like you and I really went to college. But <laughs> yeah. I did, but it didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. I, like there's always competitive nature in like accounting and professional programs. I just don't know if they're on the same kind of tier system as law school. So where did, you, where did you finish on the curve, if you don't mind me asking? I was just above uh, the median. Did you so do? I was some, like, a, did you do I some sewing? Like, yeah. Okay. Were you no, shady in there? No, I just worked really hard and tried my best. And God, what an honest man! Fucking respectfully. The councilman, ladies. The council, yeah. councilman. Do like, you concur? Objection. Objection. Erroneous <laughs> yeah. on both counts. He's like, just this like a little sidebar. We were talking about you coming in. He's like, what the fuck are we gonna talk about? We don't know nothing about lawyer stuff. And I was like, honestly, I'm just gonna yell obje- objection at him the whole time. And he's like, I'm just gonna yell, I concur. And then I was gonna be this whole entire show just all just yelling at you. <laughs> that would be my nightmare. Holy fuck. Um, but to the towards the people, the what I can say about it is, in first year, everybody's very people are. Type A as fuck and uh, no, like very competitive and arguing over the dumbest little things. But by like your third year, people chill out. You're usually all friends by you that point. In. Nobody gives a shit anymore. You find your people. I've met some of the dumbest people I'll ever meet in my entire life in law school. Like the thing is they're Just academic. You mean? Yes, yeah. they are emotionally unintelligent. They're socially inept. They're fucking assholes and they can get really good grades. Academic competence is not a marker for no, it's not. actual intelligence. For humanity. No, yeah, definitely no. not for humanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah your, your um, personality doesn't really get a chance to shine through in academics. No. And, um, Which is why we didn't do good. Yeah, we're all personality All no brains. personality people, no brains. <laughs> but the, uh, Our I, cuffs runneth over. Fuck. <laughs> I've met some of the best people ever, though, and I've got good. best friends, great friends from law school, mm-hmm. and we keep in touch, and it's amazing. And But um, I, I'd say as a program, like as a pursuit, and this isn't a reflection on the profession, it's a reflection on the schooling. Law school was not at all uh, an inspiring place for me. Mm. By like second, third year, I was like, just tell me what I got to do. And like, yeah. let's just get this. But did they, did they yeah. successfully set you up for your career? I learned a lot, but you had to set yourself up. You had right. to do the work. Okay. So, um, but there were great professors. I don't want to dog them all, but there were a lot that it's like, man, like, you're clearly unhappy being a prof. Like you're mm-hmm. uninspiring. You're just a grouchy old bastard. I, I kind of always wondered oh. like, cause you get that in anything like sure. even that we've been a part of, you get yeah. people that are like, they're the golden retrievers of the workplace yeah. where they're just happy to be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you get miserable old motherfuckers. Yeah. You just like, you, you hate your job. You can yeah. tell. Yeah. And I always wondered like if that passion was gone, like, cause I feel to be like a, say like a law school professor, like a doctor, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a physician, like a professor for uh, medical school and stuff. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be like pretty inspiring to the fucking students that you have. You would hope, you'd right? Hope. Yeah. You're training really tomorrow's heart surgeons and neurosurgeons. Can, I, and can I ask a dumb question? There's no such thing. So a, a law professor is technically a lawyer. No. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, I'm like, uh, maybe they're pissed off because they couldn't cut it as a lawyer and now they're going to teach law. Like maybe they didn't pass the bar. Yeah. Um, most of them go from law school and then they do a master's of law. And oh. then a, a number of them just stay in academia. Like they only want to yeah, be they're making an academic. A third of what you guys. Are oh making. yeah, that's right. I, I, but it's, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of law profs that never once practiced. Wow. Mm-hmm. I want to, uh, we can just not like put a pin, but I want to take a little side veer off into mm. the into just he said you met like a whole bunch of people that you consider your friends and stuff like that while you're at law school. Mm-hmm. And I want to just ask you quickly right now why some of those motherfuckers mm. think that I'm a womanizer. <laughs> yeah. This is not in any effort of my own. It's just a result of what happened. Like you you meet and you 
make a lot of friends in first year law school and people yeah. from all walks of life. And uh, yeah, there was a particular friend of mine. She's what we call a K to JD. So she went kindergarten all the way through high school, right into university, straight through university, no time off, then straight into law school, no time off. And they're going to be graduating without having paid taxes, you know, wow. like, and, but she's one of my best friends still. Um, and the thing is she, she kind of caught on to who I was in my former life, you know, okay. and, and, and so, has the zero bearing on the person, the life that no, she had and she had questions. She wanted to know, she's, I've heard of these degenerates. I've heard of these <laughs> types of people. I've never actually talked she's to one. like a safari person, like yeah. peeking out the fucking Jeep window at the lion. Look at him in the wild. With his yeah. cocaine I, plate I, I shouldn't paint her all white. She definitely had her party phases for sure, but nowhere near like, and she was like written like, rich white blonde girl partying in Vancouver type party lifestyle. Well, West, West Ender. You know, yeah. like drinking mm. Pepsi and Jack Daniels in the back of a van. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know where the story was, but anyways, now. Did, did you hook up with her? No, I've never even met this woman. Oh, what? But I just remember that he sent me a screenshot of you telling this girl that you were coming on our show. And mm. she's like, oh, Jay the Womanizer? The Womanizer, yeah. And he was like, yeah, that one. And I was like, councilman. How dare she? I object. <laughs> this oh, is hearsay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was it? No, I, 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 I sent her the... The podcast. Oh, that's, what it, that's fucking awesome. And you never even met her. Never once. She's a nice lady. I, I've never gotten involved with her. But, right. anyways, okay, so shit. Yeah. So then, anyways, all these girls, there's so law school. I, so all of them say Bowen's just friends with womanizers. And then they all just painted so, me black. Because so why? Because you're in a band? Yeah. yeah. So it's really just boil it all down. You yeah. went to law school, you met a bunch of nerds. The yeah. nerds found out you played in a band with normal guys. And then now you are known to associate with. Degenerate yeah. womanizers. Yeah. And there's, yeah, I'm a topic of conversation in many a law office. No press is bad press, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, you know? Yeah, yeah you know. It was, our new ad campaign. The womanizer. Weird, man. Live. Like, you're not wrong. Like in that first year, you're meeting everybody. People are trying to be nice. But to my point earlier, they're like not socially competent at all. Yeah, but I bet those homies, they graduated law school. They ain't representing a podcast. That's right. You yeah. made it, motherfucker. Your degenerate ties and great See, you get a full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, you got to keep one foot in the swamp still. People that get too highfalutin and they lost. Too fucking too highfalutin councilmen. Some of us barely graduated high school, let alone fucking law school. I can't spell medieval. So if we're going to get high gluten over here, or what the fuck did George just say? <laughs> Glutens are delicious. I'll have you know. Yeah. I probably spell medieval wrong too, uh, bro. Okay, okay. Oh. Listen, listen. You are aware that medieval is not two separate words. That oh. means it it's auto, only a middle amount of evil from the Middle Ages, right? Oh. It autocorrected. Okay. No, it did not. I, I actually would have spelled medieval M I D M I D E V I L. That's how I would have spelled it. Yeah, but you still think it's because it's from the Middle Ages, so yes. it is only medieval. Yeah, so half mid level, half, half evil. evil. That's not real. That's, That's not what it means. No. <laughs> <laughs> promise you come on um sorry there's more points i wanted to make because i was i'm getting back down to this um, get in there get in there get in there yeah you gotta so, really jump in hard sometimes i'm sorry if you talk. i'm sorry um no because i loved that you guys were talking on the other podcast about like things of how you need to get better at like self-love and trying to eradicate the part of you that used to be hard on yourself be like yep. fucking toughen up you know, yeah, you need get to out like, of the mirror scene yeah. you're an idiot and get yeah, back to, I love right. you. That's right. And uh, that that was really interesting. You shared the comment of Richard Branson brushing your teeth with your left hand and telling yeah. yourself that because you're helping you rewire your rewire brain. brain. Use the other and, hemisphere. Oh, it's so hard. But yeah. like then getting back to it, like I got into law school and law school, it was kind of like a bitch slap in a lot of ways because you're now getting grades that are suggesting that you're like not as fucking smart as you thought you were and now you're questioning everything and because they're saying oh actually we think you're towards like the bottom third oh shit and it's just like the thing is you lose all depth because it's like i'm the bottom third of a group of very smart people academically but i'm still hard on myself so i'm like fuck that's mm. not where i want to be yeah but that's fucked up because you should only be comparing yourself to who you were yesterday not to who others Fucking are today. Right. Oh, love yeah, that buddy like, like, but you against you law yeah. school says actually it's you against these other 120 students and most of them and then i'm not even gonna get into all the other issues that we run into with uh law school stuff but the point is from there i just i remember then COVID hit when i was in law school so we were all told to go home and we had to do law school online and it was fucking miserable man uh -huh. you're like oh it's so, just so much fucking work and you don't have any interaction with anybody and you can barely get on a fucking zoom call 
wall with a prof that just already hates their life. And yeah, then he's stuck you, in the house with his wife. Did they, did they yeah. do like any amendments through COVID? I feel like they'd have to give you kind of like a, not like a, a percentage bump, but like you're going, you're asked to do something that's never been done before. Mm. You're doing law school, distance ed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You they, better be graded accordingly. Right. Something you would think. Yeah. Like, like some kind of buffer. No. Nothing. nothing. The, the only thing they did is because it happened in February, March 2020. It was when the the pandemic was formally announced or whatever. Yeah. And I was towards the later part of my first year. And in first year law school, you don't get your grades until the end. You study eight months and then write eight finals. You, okay. you do like midterms that give you an idea mm-hmm. where you stand, but they're not final grades. And then you do eight months of work just to find out where you stand at the very end on one exam for each course. Ooh. That gives me anxiety. Oh, yeah, it was that, terribly that, I'm anxiety. not a school guy. And that's like in no. yeah. And that. then because COVID hit, we all just got moved to all the law schools in the country. You were just graded on a pass fail basis. So they're like, yeah, good enough. They weren't going to grade us hard. Oh, so that's my kind of so that's, yeah. that's the one thing they did. But then everything got bumped until our second year. And then everything was online. Yeah, it was rough, man. I was just up in my head. I got back together with that girl that I uh, broke things up with before I went to Europe before. And like, I got yeah, back yeah. to her and in my mind, I'm like, I've recreated myself. I am in like, I have potential now. I'm in law school. I found yourself worthy of. I, and she, she just gotten broken up with. She was down to hang out. We, yeah, maybe it was a month. And of course it blew up. And then I was back to ground zero, hate myself being like, what the fuck, man? Repeat this behavior. isn't the fairy tale that I signed Repeat up for. Fucking sure. yeah. idiot. Like yeah, clearly man. didn't work the first time. Lessons well. learned though. Yeah. And, right. uh, but I, that's when I had probably the biggest breakdown that I had was at that point. I like couldn't even work, man. I was just like, Waking up every day, just anxious. Because of, oh. of the breakup or because of the yeah. whole thing? Because of COVID? And- when I, yeah, COVID too can't, doesn't help with that. Like it was yeah. dark for everybody, I think, man, mentally. Like, yeah. fucking, How many I relationships suffered. do you think ended because of COVID? I got divorced. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. I, was, oh. I was locked in a fucking concrete box in North Vancouver yep. with wow. my girlfriend at the time. And we're just like, I can't stand you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's hard, man. Yeah, and you're, and you're trying to go to law school through that. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. did you have to do, because you guys do like a lot of like practice cases. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're... you're um, you know, you're kind of acting out. Oh, you know oh. What I'm trying to talk about yeah, you, mock trials. You, you mock trials. Thank you. You very don't much. do nearly as many of, the, as, of those as you think. No shit. See, yeah. Like I know all my lawyering from watching Suits and uh, <laughs> yeah, Harvey Specter's a fucking gangster. So what? What I was kind of getting. So at was, how many cool car clubs are you a part of? None. Yeah. You didn't have to do any like Zoom meeting mock trials. I, I think I did have to do maybe Crazy. some, but like it's. Uh, yeah, those courses you get into are, they're very competitive and they're annoying to try to get into. It's a whole different conversation. Most of them are exams or papers mm. that you have to write at the end of the semester. Oh, good. And uh, and so, yeah, I was just a mess, man. I And then my I had a dog die. I got this breakup. And I recognize that like my anxiety and depression is much more than just uh, situational. I do have like a chemical imbalance in my brain. It would be yeah. untriggered symptoms. Like um, you, you guys remember as a kid when you'd be getting upset, that choked feeling you get. Yeah, hundred percent. When yeah. people say I'm so fucking choked because they're referring yeah. to that, yeah. I would just get it out of nowhere right. over for nothing. It was super alarming because I'm like, what's wrong? What the fuck's happening? I had another breakdown towards mm-hmm. the end of my articles because I was just working myself too hard. I was putting yeah. too much stress on myself. Yeah, fair. And uh, and then the law school was all online. That sucked. And I. During your articles, you have to do a 10-week program called the, the Professional Legal Training Course. As if you're fucking four-year degree, your three-year law degree, and your fucking eight months of working for a law firm wasn't good enough, the Law Society say you have to do our course. Yeah. And then you do 10 weeks, and it's all online again. So oh, I'm up in my head again going, what weeks. the fuck? How the fuck, how are you surviving for, okay, so you got a four-year degree, you got three years of law school, yeah. then you got your, what you just talked about, your yeah. co-op program. Yeah. You're not making any money through that. Are you still trying very to little. work? Yeah, in your articling uh, year, it's very competitive to get the high-paying jobs. I remember you applying for yeah. that, and I remember talking to you during it, and you, it was just like a fucking... It's, it's like a shit fest totally. trying to fucking get through and get one of those positions. Oh, it's yeah. so hard because then you have these and all that was over Zoom. <laughs> you, you're like putting God, on a suit and a tie so... to just zoom in. But wearing boxes people. underneath the table? <laughs> yeah, I wish, right? And then, uh, but yeah, it was terrible, man. It was fucking so fucking stupid. But the thing is, yeah, only about 10% of law students get those higher paying jobs. And when I was going through it, the, the highest paying was 65000 65000 Yeah. Your yeah. first year at a law school? A month? Uh, no, a year as a, as an articling student. Then they increased it because inflation. So you're coming out of all this schooling, student loans? Yeah, big time. 
So you're X amount of dollars in debt. Yeah. And your first year you make $67,000. Well, I made significantly less than that because I wasn't a part of the 10%. Holy f- yeah. yeah. Fuck. Where's the draw? Well, that's just it. It's, it's the long game. going to be pretty good. It's yeah. fair yeah. once you get going. Yeah. But yeah. what's, the, fail, you, what's um, the failure rate? Oh, uh, well, most people pass law school, but then there's only, from my school, about 95 to 98% get articles. It's unclear about percentages after that. Mm. Like what they end up at the we, or if the they, end of it. Or if they complete the article, if they get <laughs> yeah, hired yeah, back, gotcha. if they stay um, in law. Yeah. Now, like law is a specialized thing. Like what, what are you going into law-wise? Like what's going to be your thing? So I do civil litigation. So okay. anything involving disputes or conflicts or potentially going to court for anything, the easiest way I can explain is what I don't do. So I don't- Fair, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah. enough. All right, um, that's good. So going to court over matters that do not involve criminal law, Family law or tax law. I don't do those three. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And we're falling under that category. Yeah, you guys would be. So. Fucking right. We're, we're entertainment law. Bro. <laughs> Thank you, Councilman. No, I. Thank I, you. I Concur. would love to get more into an entertainment law related work, and it's a real niche field. And uh, I kind of, I guess, I'm it, doing it. It technical. fits. It, it, you are now, yeah. and it also fits in like nicely with like what you do outside of law. Like yeah. it's you know like from a musician standpoint and and totally. uh, stuff like that. So that's pretty fucking cool. Kinda yeah, brings around full circle. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it's people coming up saying like, oh, I have this contract. This guy I'm in the contract with says it says this, but I'm pretty sure it says that. Yeah. The other angle is I, I just, I, I kind of liked it because when I first started, I wanted to be a business lawyer. I was like, I want to do be a solicitor is what it's called mm-hmm. in, uh, in BC. And I was like, oh, I want to just be doing that. I just want to do that. Court terrifies me this and that. And then I recognized a lot of that was my anxiety speaking. And yeah, for sure. And I was, was literally going to get to this because yeah. you said you have anxiety, yeah. you get depression, you're on medication. Yeah. So have you been in court? Yeah. You've disputed a case or I don't know what the fuck it's called, but you know what I mean? You've, you've spoken litigated. in front of a judge, litigated, and you spoke to a jury. I'm, I haven't done a jury trial yet. Okay. No, but so how, was, uh, how was your anxiety and your depression? And- well, what I've found is a lot of it is just preparation based if i'm more prepared the better i feel and fucking fair yeah, you know a lot of my planning. anxiety would get in the way of prep during Absolutely. law school i'd say i just put it off and be like fuck i can't do it i can't figure it out or all oh, that's mm. too much work oh i can't read 100 pages a day i'm out and then i just mm. kind of roll over um but yeah of course it's still stressful but honestly like the stress oftentimes isn't the fact that you're um, going to court and the stress isn't necessarily even that the opposing counsel is a fucking prick or something. The stress oftentimes is the pressure um, the client puts on you because they're very stressed and it's hard. Well, not you're, to you're taking valid. care of their livelihood yeah. big time. Yeah, well, yeah. Like you're make or break. I mean, you're not oh, representing yeah. murderers, but I mean like there's still, there's yeah. consequences going to hang in the balance. If yeah. you, how you do fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Their business might, totally you, go under you know what's oh, that's weird? a lot of pressure you know what's weird i've never fucking considered it from that angle yeah, before, but that is very valid there's a lot yeah. of pressure on these that's why they yeah. make a fucking fortune yeah but the the way that i look at it now especially about six months into because i've done a lot of therapy you know I've, i have skills and i practice those things big time mm-hmm. and i did it for a long time uh before getting on medication but the meds have absolutely helped i'm about six months into a pretty low dose of the meds that i'm on mm-hmm. um but i find them to be so helpful and if anybody's ever wondering if they should or shouldn't try it's just like man like just go ahead i am so happy like (laughs) that you said that councilman yeah (laughs) because i've been asking my best friend jay my brother because i'm medicated okay i went i've done the therapy i Mm. said like hey man i got problems i got depression i got anxiety Mm. i got put on medication and it's really helping yeah it's actually really helped me navigate this journey that you and i are going on because if i if i didn't have that i don't think i'd be nearly half be able to with it, it all mm. so i have been asking jay to a put up a poll on our spotify page to ask <laughs> the viewers what kind of uh, conditions they think he has ocd adhd they, you think he has yeah they're oh, fucking right putting so you know him longer than me. i do you get you yeah. know mental <laughs> conditions and yeah, traits and markers um i'm trying to get him to go check get checked out by a doctor yeah. and he okay. won't do it well, because I, I think it's going to help. I didn't say I won't do it. I said I'm not. I'm not super comfortable with medicating myself. Okay, and that's fair. I just I think have you should give it a that fucking My mental shot. things give me, and I don't want them dulled. Well, you know that was my fear. Maybe too. they're heightened. Yeah. But I, yeah, to be honest, I, I haven't felt any dulling. You don't of it. feel any difference with like your creativity. No, or anything. no. If anything, I'm playing more, and I'm less because inhibited. You don't have your lows where you don't feel like doing it. Totally, anyway. God dude. Damn, fuck, you might have just got me. Right there. Thank that you, councilman. Yeah, dude. That might be checkmate. Thank you. Here's the thing: there are some that would absolutely do you there for a long time i i've never taken like barbiturates mm-hmm. or like the high quick acting anti-anxiety yeah. stuff it is yeah. it's definitely a trial and error period 
you know, like you're not going to settle on the first prescription that your doctor prescribes to. Because yeah. it might, you know, might upset your stomach. Oh, you yeah. might have adverse side effects. Yeah. You might have the random urge to gamble. Yeah, impulsivity. <laughs> impulsivity, which I don't fucking need. So I had to get off those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fair, fair, but yeah. you try it. And that's yeah. all I'm asking is I want you to try it. Yeah, you just titrate on with a really right, small right, dose. Right, it's a, I'm sorry. It's I'm, a step that I should take. And thank I'll, you. I'll fucking take it. I'll go see a doctor. I'll go see fucking. Uh, they yeah. were actually calling the other day to be like, we haven't heard from you in a while. Are you alive and okay or what? Mm. So. Yeah, follow your doctor's advice before anything else. I can just speak from my own personal experience. That's fair. And that's all I, I mean. I fucking do, two yeah. out of three guys sitting at a table that are all clearly fucked up. Two of them say that uh, it's working. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll fucking have a look at it, I guess. The lawyer. Lawyer. <laughs> Yeah. The point I was going to make is court adjourned. Yeah. I've been quite fortunate. You're right. It's quite possible. You'll go on something. You'll be like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are some side effects, but they're not bad. Mm-hmm. Like the for the first bit, the weirdest one I had, I got really, really, because uh, I'm pretty dry skinned. I got really sweaty palms. That is a weird one. Because I, all uh, the time. I, I, totally off topic, but I have very dry, like they're not like crispy dry, but they're dry. Like my hands are never yeah. sweaty. Yeah. Um, and then like you meet a girl and the first time you like hold hands with a girl and a bitch got sweaty. Oh, hands. it's wet. Ooh. Like a girl's with, I just, I, it's such a weird thing to me because yeah. I've never had sweaty hands. Yeah. Like you grab somebody's hand and it's sweaty and you're like, moist, oh, dude, moister like, than an oyster. Oh, like, Play a guitar after somebody with sweaty hands plays it. Oof. Oof. Oh, you have yeah. to like give your guitar at, at the car wash. Yeah, dude, like, but like some it. people run hot, but like I got, I got sweaty feet. My feet run hot. Okay. I have to have my feet cold. Yeah. If my feet get hot, you, you sleep covered, with your feet out of the out, fucking blankies? Out always. Yeah, little well, feet like, breathers. I, I, my feet get so hot sometimes I have to go put them in the cold water. Like in the bathtub. Like You have a little foot bath? I have to. That is the cutest thing I've so ever hot, fucking heard. It makes me want to blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's very weird. My foot, my, 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 I have like my, like, like no, no, no homo. Feel my hand. It's, they're, they're warm all the time. Should we all yeah. join, like should we my, all join hands? <laughs> yeah, like my hands are nice kind of clammy. Okay. You look clammy today. I've got three shots of espresso in me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I want to get back so, to something. Okay, yeah. I want to get back to something. Depression. Yeah. Okay, I'm on antidepressants. Have you tried microdosing? I, I did. Yeah, I tried yeah. it. Um, beautiful. Beautiful um, bring up. And uh, it was helpful for a bit. And then interestingly, I think I was only about two or three weeks in mm-hmm. and I was taking like a very small amount. I think it was three days a week. Psilocybin or yeah. MDMA? Okay, psilocybin. Yeah. And um, very small. Like we're talking like 0.3 or 0.5 of a gram mm-hmm. every, only three days a week, I think was what I was doing. When you first took it, did you get a little? Yeah. And right. then but then you, you know, then you start getting used to it, right? Yeah, I think up. three weeks in, because um, I wouldn't take it every day, but the days I took it, I was like, "Holy fuck, I feel depressed." I was, really, I had an adverse effect. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. Huh? Some people say you should have ridden it out. I'm like, "Fuck that, dude." How, how long? How long did you try it for? Yeah, I stopped about three, four weeks in. And did you have someone prescribe this, or was it just like a homie that said, "Yo, dude, you should try it." The latter. I yeah. feel like yeah. three, four weeks is like giving it a decent run. That's like, what I, I thought. mean. If, if yeah, I did something is. for three, four weeks and I fucking felt worse, there's no way no, I would I continue either, going. No. Like when I fuck, I tried to take fucking Accutane, man, and oh, I God, fucking I wanted bad. to kill myself. I've never been like full blown, constantly like in a dark room. I want to kill myself, depressed when did, before. When did you tr- it try it? Was it was fucking wild. Like, uh, like not even that long. When they prescribe you Accutane, yeah. they do like a mental profile on you of because they it do. fucking, yeah. Yeah, but we're just That's taking a, shit yeah, and hoping for the best. So yeah, no 100%. shit yet adverse I, reactions. Yeah, might not give it to me. I wanted to fucking try it. Well, yeah, I didn't, yeah, so fuck yeah. So I got it. You're, um, you're the first person I've ever heard of that's had adverse effects from microdosing. Well, yeah, I don't know if it was because I was also taking CBD oil daily at the time. I don't know if it was like some weird thing with coffee I don't know if it was the fact that it's just me. I don't Were know. you, yeah. did you stop all of the medications when you went microdosing and give it like an honest chance? Like, would I go off my SSRI and yeah, try like, again you, kind of thing? Because the reason why I'm asking is like- no, This I've, is before he was on SSRIs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, so this is before you tried yeah, any, oh, tried any yeah. of the big pharma shit? Yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah, I, I oh, tried cool. it. Dude, I, I wrote a list of everything I tried before I went to SSRIs. A lot of it was like abstaining, like trying to like lower the amount of drinking I was doing. For a long time, I'd only allow myself to have like one mm-hmm. drink per day off. So it was yeah. two or three drinks a week. So that was a big move. I stopped. Smoking weed way back in the day just wasn't for me. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it got into mindfulness meditation, was really helpful. I still practice that daily. It's not like super tantric or anything weird. It's just yeah. recognizing that every single thing We've, in your uh, day is either thinking or feeling. Of it. Everything. Yeah. Is. Damn. 
the boys in there, checking it the out. Boys, See, every time you talk to somebody that's like a little bit farther in their journey than you, mm-hmm. and they've got it fucking somewhat figured the fuck out, it's working for them. It's the same shit, yeah. and uh, that makes me feel good it's because it's like it's it it's a uh, you're farther down the line, but the, it's the same footprints mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, so far that's for right. us. There's and a mapped out path. Feel good that's about good. it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've enjoyed that. I, I went on CBD oil after I had the breakdown during like COVID and law school, and that that helped somewhat, but it wasn't. It wasn't like the way I can explain it is it kind of like sedated me a bit, mm-hmm. took the edge off. But that's about it. Yeah, I think um, like I felt like CBD oil was like a big fucking hype. I, I like, yeah. remember there was all like yeah. the oils and the rubs and the drops, oh. and it was like CBD, CBD, yeah. CBD. Well, it's going to be course, the fucking of game course changer. It was. It was the they're just legalized that they wanted to make money. Yeah, I agree. But like yeah. you know, I actually got something off of microdosing of mushrooms. Oh, that's fair. Good. Sorry, CBD, I should I have asked you that question. I'm terrible at people asking me. No, a question. it's fine. Like, no, it's okay, you're, you're our guest me. on the show. We want to. Sorry, him and I speedball with each other all fucking day. Like I'm actually interested because like this has been fun. Not having from depression. I've tried numerous other things. Mm. Um, I recently just started taking my serotonin again, which is Zoloft. Right, and right. I've had adverse effects with that. Okay. But I'm also not giving my chance, myself a chance to actually truly pick up on the drug mm. because I'm putting so much other shit in my body. Yeah, see, that's And trick, that yeah. was when my, I told my doctor I was getting sober. He's like, oh, well, this is a good chance for you to actually figure Try out what's going to fucking work. Yeah, that's true. Because I would say, oh, hey, I'm going to microdose, but then I go on a three-day Coke bender. Yeah, hey, I'm going to take my Zoloft, but I'm also going to do acid, MDMA, and mushrooms on my boat for the weekend. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, really, are you really setting yourself up for success trying these other treatments? Not really. No. It's hard. So that's why I like talking to other people about it. Like, hey, man, what was your experience with it? Because mm. I've heard some really positive things about microdosing, which we'll get into in other episodes. But, yeah. Mm. Um, I got a buddy that's like major PTSD. Okay. Major. Like he, he was in Afghanistan, um, you know, did two tours. He just could not get on with his life. And he started microdosing with MDMA, but didn't do anything else. Didn't drink, mm-hmm. no other drugs. And he's a changed person. That's amazing. Which Love is awesome. Cool. But I've yeah, never just heard like, of MDMA as a microdose. Yeah. Like yeah. how small It's like treatment dose. resistant I don't, I don't therapy. Know, but dude, but okay. that's yeah. what I, 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 I don't want to get too into it because I want to talk about a whole episode with this. Mm. Fair. But like- depression and rewiring your brain with yeah. like a macro dose of acid people who oh, are yeah. extremely on off reset switch. extremely ocd there's a, a special on netflix about it and they take a fuck ton like basically what you and menius did yeah. like three and a half sheets and they break down they hallucinate like a motherfucker and they like go back to themselves reverting as a children and they pull this ism out of them yeah. They're OCD and they mm. wake up and they've unpacked their bags. Yeah. And I want to get into some other episodes, but I like to talk about guys who have microdose because I think it's mm. a fucking really cool thing. Um, yeah. I feel great when I microdose on mushrooms. That's great. I really do. I just, it's, I've never talked to anyone that had the adverse effects. So yeah, you weird. got, you were down, you were like worse than you were before. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like re- reflect on where I was at in this point in time. And I just wasn't in a very good space in the first place. And I, here's the thing. I've recognized over time that there's a lot of things that work, mm-hmm. but the thing is, if you're just putting a bandaid over the issue, yeah, the boys are good at that. Then it's not going to be actually fixing shit. You got to fix the issue, yeah. and so I I don't know if there's a whole lot of science to go behind microdosing and helping, like, because I I don't just need a rewiring of the brain. I need the chemicals to be leveled. Yeah. That's yeah. different. And that's, and that's, you know? and that's, that's the thing. Fair. There's, yeah. there's yeah. pre-existing conditions and I'm not going to sound like I'm a fucking doctor right now, but no, I've watched, I've just I've watched a lot of shit too. on this because I love it. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, chemical dispositions in the brain. They're going to yeah. make you act a certain way, but then there's also childhood traumas. Yeah. They're going to make yeah. you act a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's all going to affect your treatment options. It's oh, a ton of building blocks. That it is really, man. Yeah. And like, and finding that your little Lego piece of where it's all going to fit uh, in to build your house of success. That's fucking tough, man. so hard. I tried a lot. You're trying. Yeah, which so, is huge. Yeah, uh, and I, I love that. Fucking go do it. Thank you. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not giving you the stink eye. You might be stink eye. That's fine. I mean, it's out of a. It's it, you know, you're trying it's out to of a place it's of love. Place of love. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I just you, you know I am and whatever. Yeah, you're a stubborn old bastard. Hey, yes sir. Uh, well, I'll go fucking have a chat and we'll see what we can see. There you go. What no, else? I, we got, what else we got on the board here? This has been uh, this has been awesome. Actually, this has been. I, I knew that it was going to be very enjoyable. Yeah. to Have a guest on, and uh, I appreciate like how prepared you came. Like, yeah, that was very. That was really good. I, he I went really to fucking law school. He prepares. Fucking fair enough. Well, he's also pre- genetically predisposed to like needing to prepare for things. Yeah. So, so one more thing to kind of tie this all up before we go, uh, we need to hear from you mm. that you have 
accepted Anne Hathaway as your Lord and Savior? Oh, yeah. Baptized and through and through. 100%. So palms up. Accepting of Anne's abundance love. (laughs) Can we please roll the Hathahill? We are gathered here today on the most holiest of days. Anne Hathaday. Once a day, we give thanks to Anne Hathaway. We once made marks on your behalf, but then soon after, we felt your wrath. We burned and learned to cherish your ways. Now every day, we give thanks to Anne Hathaway. Praise be to Anne. Praise be to Anne. Okay, that's five. Good call. Good call. We'll name the gym. So, backstory in the gym. The gym's been around for a while. Has held on to versions of the gym. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I just looked. I was like, yeah. oh, is this still the gym? Oh, it's no, a different no, rack, it's, it's but got, it's the it's same bar. A lot of stuff, the same stuff. But stuff. I do have do have a new rack now. Yes. So the yeah. gym has, has lived a life, a transient life. I what? saved I the gym. You and I just the same. Don't you remember? I saved the gym. You from did. You saved the gym. I, wife. I that gym is so slutty. You've had it in everyone's back door. You've had it in Jared's. Yeah, you've had it. That's right. He yeah. saved it from my ex. Yeah. When I got divorced and it was trapped in the home that I was banished from. I showed up at the house with three masks on during COVID. And I was like, oh, just, uh, just please stay two meters away. I'm gonna. I'll be in and out. It's gonna be just fine. <laughs> Fucking so hilarious. you had you had counseling to go rescue your gym. Yeah, he went and rescued my gym. That's awesome. I was uh, I was out was working uh, um, up way up out of town. He rescued the gym. He held on to it for a little while, and we got it back. So the gym, the gym when uh, when it lived at me and, and JJ's, it had two names there because when it was in the house, it was called the vault because in the room that yeah. it was in in the house, we had a massive gun safe, so it looked Ooh. like a big bank vault. Mm. So we called it the vault. Then when we moved it outside into the garage. It was when we were buying meat by the cow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so we had three deep freezes out there. So it was the meat locker. Sick. It was the second gym yeah. name. Yeah. So now we have it in a room in the house here. Mm. It's a good room. It's set up. That's why I got the house. Yeah. What are, what are we naming the gym? What's the gym's new mm. name? It needs a name now. So what are we going, what are we going with? I got one, but it's corny as fuck. But I like to, uh, let's let Councilman fucking hit it. What do you think, Councilman? Because hmm. it is kind of in a room that's like a living room of the house or like a you know, a den or something yeah, you might be going to call it. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking like the fact that the gym and weights are always there for you. I mean, like that's, that's kind of the beautiful thing about lifting and working out. Yeah. 45 pounds is always going to be 45 pounds. Oh, the quotes lately. And plates, a plates, a plate. Dog. And like, it'll always be there. But the nice thing about having one in your home is like, it's healthy for you, but it's like life bringing, but you have it in a living room. And I'm just seeing like a trend on those. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. What do you think? What do you got? Slamming Annie's. What? Slamming Annie's. Why is it? And Ann's gym. We're slamming weights. Oh, my God. <laughs> gains. Oh! oh! Half the gains. Half the Get gains. the fuck out. Yes. With a Z. With a Z. <laughs> oh. What do we think? Half the gain, half the gains is the way to go. I think. Half yeah. the gains. I think so. Yeah. All right. Welcome to half the gains, bitch. I think it's got to be half the gains. Half, half we the gains. Half That's where we're at. Yes. All right. Consensus. Hell yeah. It all ties back together. We Fucking love half the gains. Fucking we get a sign? Right. Yeah, we're getting a sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We're getting a logo. Everything. Okay, man. Was, I think that's going to wrap her all up with a nice pretty little bow there for the day, man. Uh, fucking thanks for coming on, Councilman. Well, that was having, really fucking Man, good, honestly, man. like I having our that. lawyers our first guest and having it go that well, man, like much appreciated <laughs> you being on. Like <laughs> you really kept the boys yeah. in line there and yeah. it was do, great do, content, man. Well, considering the last time I invited him to come over here doing a podcast was the time there was like eight people around a table during a podcast and he didn't oh. come. He was like, Fuck oh, you. no, you were in town. Yeah. No, I was taking a look at a place I was considering renting, but then, yeah, I caught on to what was going on. I said, no, no. <laughs> I can't be involved in this. I didn't. <laughs> fuck, you would have been upset. But that's kind of what I was. Uh, so that's going to fucking bring it down for the day. We already did the prayer earlier. Yes, we uh, did. To inaugurate the councilman mm-hmm. into uh, the Church of Latter-day Hathaways. And oh, we're just, yeah, this is never going to end. never going to end. But yeah, man, thanks for coming on. We yeah. appreciate it. It was a, it was fucking awesome having you on the show, man. Thanks, Councilman. And uh, uh, we're, uh, we're live on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio yeah. now. Uh, and Twitter handle should be coming out in the next week or two here. Yeah, you got um, some Instagram shit. Instagram shit's all be coming out. Uh, so I'm just going to start posting um, like little snippets, maybe little outtakes, um, yeah. just kind of little teasers to get you guys interested in what we got going on here. And 
you know, we really want you guys to start commenting. Like if you guys have gone through a hard time, you're having, a, you know, little tricks of the trade. Tell us about your journey. Tell us about your stories. Right. hundred percent. We'll continue putting up these polls too. Like we appreciate you guys actually like some, I, I when I put it up, I didn't think anybody was actually going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And man, people voted on it. And that's why we got to tell your fucking story about oh, ruining Christmas yeah. last episode. Uh, was that a, it was a resounding hundred percent in favor of Kevin ruining Christmas yeah. over the other option of couple of scooter seconds. And, uh, <laughs> like I just learned what analytics was the other day. Like this is how like social, like, like inept we are. And mm-hmm. like the, the, any other end of than talking with this, you know. Yeah, we, we, we we're like, let's do a podcast. We're just yeah. going to talk. Yeah. No, it's work. So, yeah, so we're 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 learning as we go. We're available on a lot of platforms now. We're getting some social media going. Uh, we want to start like you know hearing from you guys more. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. There's like substantially more people listening than I ever thought would ever listen to us in the first fucking place already, <laughs> and it's pretty wild. Like we we have like a very high number of impressions. Like I, I'm fucking blown away. Yeah. So everybody that's liking, subscribing, following stuff, man, like fuck and thank you we will keep doing this as long as you fucking idiots keep listening to these idiots talking i promise you that all right man thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next next week on just one beer Uh, i don't think we need people to know how fucking bad it was i think they know (laughs) i do drugs now no yes it was awesome it was was a a key bump and you went shopping. that's amazing i was like thinking i was a bad bitch riding dirt bike (laughs) this is my first time i ever did ketamine guys (laughs) (laughs) like i'm a puker for sure but i put gravel in my butt did you do butt morphine oh i wish (laughs) this is the first time we had a woman on i couldn't even tell (laughs) (laughs) just a woman's stuff Content contained is for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the host, guests, or any individuals associated with this podcast are fictional and in no way admissions of guilt or confirmation of actions. All characters, events, and incidents portrayed in this podcast are purely fictional. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.